Hey everybody, welcome to Earhopper Presents. Let's talk about and today we're gonna talk about perseverance. And in the studio we have Nemo. That's Nemo's call. Um I met Nemo. Hmm. We were having a house party and we were a little loud, and a gentleman came looking for the proprietor of the establishment. And I thought to myself, uh oh. <laughs> Ditching neighbor. <laughs> but it turns out it was this guy, and uh, he is, uh, I would say, a very unique poster maker, hmm. artist, um, and uh, instantly I said, we must know each other, and here he is today. So thanks for coming, sir. Oh, thank, uh, thanks for the invitation. It's uh, great to be around. Awesome, dude. We ate uh, several tacos, mm-hmm. and uh, we're now drinking, what is this? A- it's truly... Spiked sparkling water, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a sh- it tastes like a shitty watered down vodka soda, I think. Yeah, that's pretty accurate with some crappy lime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, before the mic, before we turn the mic on, we were just kind of riffing about what we we're going to talk about. And, um, I know you told me your story before, but I always like to find out how people got kind of where they are with their art. Mm-hmm. And I guess the thing I like to ask is, did you have this moment when you were young? Did something happen that you're like, oh, <laughs> did you like play with Play-Doh when you were three? Like, do you remember having this thing where I'm like, I think I need to make shit Ooh. with my hands? Yeah. Well, um, so uh, my my mom is militant atheist feminist and my dad is Mormon. Wait, um, say that again. Militant? Militant atheist, atheist feminist. Just use a math. Yeah, she's a math. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty extreme. I remember her saying things like, um, "Like I don't understand, like how I can love you so much when like you're all boys," you know. <laughs> and she had brothers. Yeah, I had one brother. Um, uh, he's great. Uh, he's he's a really awesome guy. He's he got all the brains in the family, and then some other families' brains too. So older, um, younger. He's younger by ten years. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's a big gap. Yeah, it's a it's a really big gap. Yeah. But after having me, they kind of wanted to ease off, you know. It was, <laughs> she didn't want a boy. No. Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't know. I I think she, that she doesn't really care, and she's really happy with everything. But I think that she wanted a daughter, and I, I've seen that in the, the the women I've dated, the the kind of panic look that they get when my mom just kind of latches on. Oh, <laughs> so you're you're saying your mom latches on to the girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is is cool. It's 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 a great thing having a supportive mother. Yeah. Um. Let's math. see. Yeah, my math. <laughs> Did I make that up? I think I might have made that up. It, I, 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 I think you just started something. Yeah. Any maths out there? Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. So then your dad's a Mormon. My dad's Mormon. Yeah, and I mean like this in the, in the flattest way. Like he's he's Mormon. Yeah, he's a he's a convert. So you no know, faith like the converts. Mm. And uh, he is, you know, uh, my mom's completely to the left. Voted Democrat her entire life, I think, and he is voted Republican. Um, yeah. Uh, Fascinating. Yeah, really strong Mormonism too. He's only got you know he's he's not into the the polyamory or, or poly, yeah. polygamy uh, thing of it. But um, yeah, he's he's really big into it, and uh, um, you know he's he's got faith. <laughs> so. Did he convert before your mother and he got together? There was like a weird thing. So uh, they uh, they got divorced, obviously, <laughs> and uh, I was uh, see I was two. 
Oh, wow. So I don't even remember them together. And uh, so they both got remarried when I was four. And uh, it, was, it was kind of a strange thing because I – I never knew it happened, and I it was always such a taboo subject that um, I, I never asked until I was like 16. Sure. And so I, I just asked my mom, I was like, what happened? And she told me this whole story. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I like later I, I talked to my dad, and I was like, well, what's up with this? And he's like, he told me a completely different story. Damn. And I was like, oh, this, this is really weird. Yeah. So I go to my grandparents. And they told me a third story. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 one of those things that it's had so much time and it was such a big event for all these people that it's just become mythologized. Wow. So, like, I'll never know. It was sure. just like this weird, like, it's, it's like my personal Big Bang, you know. There's that show on Showtime called The Affair. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. It, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the cool thing about the show is it's about this affair. I only watched a few episodes. Yeah. And the it... it if they tell the whole story from the dude's point of view, and then they the next episode it's from the girl's point of view, the woman's yeah. point of view, and it's the same scenes, but they're completely different. Yeah, totally. so it's kind of like this thing where I quit watching it because I lost my free login that someone gave me. Right. But it's a pretty interesting <laughs> premise. It's like, what what happened? We may never yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, so much of life is subjective, right? Anyway, you know, how much does it matter? Yeah. So did you have the art moment? Uh, basically, the art moment was, uh, so I, had, I grew up with my mom. She had custody, custody of me, um, and uh, she was like a single mother. She couldn't afford daycare or, you know, kind of care. And so basically what happened was she would leave me at home with pens and paper. Nice. And she was an artist, too. My dad was an artist, uh, but after the divorce, he never made art again, which is really kind of a yeah, tragic thing. Yeah. Maybe the religion uh, filled that. Or something. Yeah, totally. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, people they they transfer. Yeah, actually, a lot of artists kind of like describe their their work as kind of being a, the religious outlet. I mean, like even Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. His dancing was like prayer for him. Yeah, you know. So yeah. it's a uh, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, that's where I kind of came into it, and um, uh, I've always been like curious as to like how much of that was other people's influence and how much was it it was subjective because. I moved around a huge amount when I was a kid. It was every uh, I had like maybe two years in one place. Oh wow! Uh, so I moved from Wyoming to Vegas, Connecticut, New Mexico, back to Connecticut, San Diego, Davis, uh, and then uh, I was on my own. I moved to Japan, back to Davis, Mexico. This was all like you know. school, like grade school, middle school, high school time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, high school was I didn't move at all during that time, which I was really happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved from San Diego to uh, Davis. Got it. And it was like a big shift, but uh, it was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, but because of, for that reason, um, you know, when you move every two years, you're always the new kid. Yeah. Which has its advantages, you know, because right. like you're this kind of like wild card almost, you know. But the older and older you get, the more clicky everything becomes, sure. and like people just kind of like know their groups naturally. Right. And, uh, Already established by the time you come in. And yeah, yeah. Having so, to penetrate that world is hard. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, like just kind of my uh, default was I would go home and draw. Mm-hmm. And that was my entire thing. And that was like where my identity was focused was always with art. And um, I, you know, I kind of had like multiple fantasies about like what I would be when I grew up. But there was never a time when those fantasies weren't revolving around art. Right. So it wasn't yeah. part of it. Yeah. But yeah, did that's. You, did you feel like that was like 
you know, like people have their blankie when they're little. Like having mm. your art was something that was constant during all this change that you're going through because you're moving around so much. Like definitely, did it feel like something you could go mm-hmm. to and you knew what you were going to get? Well, yeah, feeling? it was. It was something that I had uh, uh, ultimate control over too. Sure. Um, and and I was kind of in this weird situation where I was being passed between. Uh, almost two sides of the looking glass, right? Like, I had my mom and, like, this, like, and, you know, she married a professor. And so he was, like, hugely academic. How old are you at this point? Uh, four. When they oh, got married. okay. This yeah. is early, early. Early, early. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that side of the world is all academic. And then on my dad's side, you know, like, just, like, kind of blue-collar, hard-working people. Mm-hmm. And so, and the rules just are so different, yeah. you know, in each side to the point where you can get in trouble for one thing that you get praised in in another place. This is fascinating. That, yeah, that the only thing was just the constant was art. And in both places, like, making good art was right. something to be uh, rewarded. So that was kind of, like, like, it was kind of natural. It's very Pavlonian, right? Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm going to, if everybody rings the bell to this or... Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the bell rings, you come right. running. Yeah, this dog comes running. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, it's great to hear that because uh, you don't always hear that from people that when they start going into art or something that's creative, sometimes, I mean, I've talked to people that uh, they had very conservative parents that mm-hmm. that was like a hobby or that mm-hmm. was just something you did when no one else was around. Like, keep that hidden. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice to hear that at least in in the fact that you you come from this family that be- became divided, both sides were appreciative of the fact that you were making something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so. it was uh, that was that was really nice. I feel really. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I, I kind of describe that situation to people, and a lot of the times, people are like, "Wow, I don't know how you like dealt with that. That was like really in, like sounds really intense." And mm-hmm. like it definitely was. Mm-hmm. But I also think about um, uh, the incredible benefits yeah. um, from having such a, a diverse kind of background. Yeah. In that, um, like one. Like there, there was at a very young age, I kind of realized that rules were just constructs, you know, yeah. and then the different places you went, the rules would shift and, yeah. and you could really take advantage of that. And at some point you just start making your own rules. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I really learned from it um, is that, uh, you know, like everybody is like saying things that are like contradictory to mm-hmm. each other and like saying the other person's stupid for believing that. And what I really began to learn was that people make decisions um and like in in a very personally informed way mm-hmm. you know no very rarely are people being malicious you know right. and uh there's a great example of the Salem witch trial mm-hmm. uh where like people are like oh yeah like how stupid right they're just killing a bunch of people and like they're awful but if you like go back then and let's say you believe in witches mm-hmm. right yeah. so i be- i believe in witches <laughs> like already <laughs> there you go Since then. okay let's say you believe they eat children though too <laughs> you know like on the regular okay <laughs> it's not just a treat yeah, yeah, not not just like uh, you know once a there's month. A, there's weekend. a special at Safeway. Yeah, it's, yeah. So they eat, they eat children tonight. more than I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Let's say that. But so then the idea of a witch becomes a really big thing, right? Yeah. Where where it's it's almost dire to your future to like seek them out. And I think that's a lot of the the decisions that like I saw being made by people and they just had different perspectives and different like um, sources of information. Yeah. And so like I kind of like grew up into be like quite questioning. 
you know, uh, like past a certain yeah, point. Yeah, interesting that uh, moving around so much, you get that perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very evolved perspective. So you must be an older soul. Yeah, you people must have said that from, before. Yeah, you must yeah. come from, like, yeah. m- other people would be way more fucked up if they... <laughs> You know, they just... And that's not to say I'm not fucked to town, up, up and uh, down the dial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but no, I think to come out, to, to emerge, to persevere through all that, because mm-hmm. we got I, I want to stick on that, and then come out the other side and say, okay, what I realized was I can create my own world, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of artists, whether they yeah. recognize it or not, that is what they're doing. Definitely. They're creating this, like, mm-hmm. box for themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think the, the biggest difference with my personal credo... Um, and uh, like I have it like posted like online or whatnot, right. but it's uh, basically what I talk about in it is that when I was younger, I was like kind of desperately searching for um, the the uh, rules to a world that I could kind of give to everyone to kind of fix the world. Mm. And I, I think a lot of artists try to do that. They, they try to instill like yeah. uh, like a morality and kind of like we should do this. We should be like more compassionate and all these different things. Yeah. Um, but it, my art is like all about um, it's 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 very like nuanced. It's not about like teaching people things because growing up, how I've grown up, like I really realized that like no one way to live your life is appropriate right. you know yeah. like and and you live in a foreign country yeah. um or you live you know with a completely different family you know mm-hmm. and there's not even a dichotomy there's right. like so many people it's a broad spectrum yeah. you know there's like a color wheel of mm-hmm. like l- life um ways to live your life mm-hmm. right? so, uh, so like for me like my art uh, basically i've kind of like the goal is to give up like the ego within it mm-hmm. and make art for other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I still like make personal art, mm-hmm. uh, but that's almost more of an event in a, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's also like why I got into posters because it was a collaboration for someone else. Yeah. Right. And what, yeah. Can you talk about like when that started, like the poster? Like, yeah. When did all of this evolve into, I'm going to make a. Do you remember like one of the first times or when it happened? So I I, <laughs> I went to uh, the I think it's the Fillmore uh, to watch the Hives and oh, wow. and at the time I was in college and I mean I, I had no money like I was just dirt poor I was pelping out to like work two jobs and save up money and it was it was intense um, uh, but. I mean, I loved the Hives. They were like my yeah. bands, yeah. you know. Like the first song I ever uh, sang live was "Hate to uh, Say I Told You So," Classic. and yeah, that I sang it. I sang it. Times. Yeah, I sang it in Japan, and nice. like I get the first line, and all these Japanese girls just start screaming, <laughs> and like you can see, uh, there's a video out there somewhere, but you can see me kind of recoil in like <laughs> horror and surprise, like un- completely unknowing what I've done. I um, love the Hives too. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean. They, I mean I mean, they're great. Howlin' Pele, you know? Sure. Um, but anyway, we went to this show, and it was just amazing. I mean, it was the best, uh, probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Just, like, the, the amount of energy. It was the last show off of, uh, what was a three-year tour? Oh, wow. Yeah, worldwide tour. And they, Do you remember the record? Was it, like, Vinny, uh, Vinny Vicious? Or? No, it was uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. it, I mean, I love that album. Yeah, it's so good. It's just it's it's kind of got. No, their uh, first few records are. 
Yeah. They didn't I, get I weird until like the fourth or fifth one. Yeah, what the hell happened with the black and white album? I, it was weird. Yeah, like what, was, there was like a rapper on there all of a sudden and I was weird. like, why? Well, oh man, I got the vinyl to this. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It was... Yeah, I, I it really... felt like a sucker move. I was like, why'd you do this? Yeah, I, it felt like he listened to the Gorillas. Oh, and, good call. Yeah. And was like, yeah. oh, let's capitalize let's on this. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll appeal to the American audience finally. Because yeah. I know they had a really hard time kind of breaking into the American audiences, yeah. um, even though they were completely capable. Like, I don't understand why that yeah. didn't happen. But anyway, um, so I went to this show, and they were just amazing. But at the Fillmore, there's, there's just a whole wall of posters yeah. and yeah. I just remember staring at them and I was just like wow this is this is so fucking cool yeah. and like I f- think that's where I caught the bug and it took me uh, like a year or two uh-huh. later to like do a poster and yeah. I mean I, I just saw it the other day because uh, it came up on your like remember this right. on, on the Facebook sure. thing and I was like oh man that's so that's, cool uh, <laughs> I mean I think about it and it's like it does. You do a show poster. It does so many things. It it provides a a relic of the moment, mm-hmm. right? It's advertisement. It's art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of satisfies a lot of uh, different impulses, you know. Totally. It's it's also something that's um, at one time like so in like completely. Um, independent right as the, yeah. the artist because like I'm making this piece like by myself uh-huh. but at the same time it's extremely collaborative yeah you know because like during the time that I'm making a poster I'm listening to the band play their music yeah. like I'm like rocking out to it because I want that feel to be in there yeah. I'm like doing all these other things I'm talking with the band about like ideas or like where do you want to go with this and stuff like that so it can be like really um, deeply collaborative individual effort yeah yeah <laughs> it's just it's it's great yeah 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 i think um i'm trying to think of the first the first brock posters i think i recognize i think the guy's name i'm probably gonna screw this up frank kozik 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 with the, the smoking rabbit i he did yeah he did like these weird black with like uh really bright solid color he did a lot of melvin stuff uh-huh. he was a san francisco guy yeah and he his stuff was very blocky with like one image mm-hmm. anyway it was the first time i'm like this is its own thing yeah and this is i mean i was probably 19 or 22 yeah. it was probably around that time where i just didn't think of it as a I, I thought of it as its own thing it's like it's poster art and i mean i have a friend that buys posters yeah like he loves my morning jacket, uh-huh. and oh, every show great. he's gone to, yeah. and if he didn't get a poster, he goes on eBay and buys the poster uh-huh. for like a hundred dollars or whatever yeah. some <laughs> asshole is selling it for, because yeah. he didn't get one at the show. Right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it was like that much of a thing, but it's its own. Pro tip, guys: pick up two posters of the show. <laughs> <laughs> one's one's to hang, one's an investment. Yeah, totally. No, that is yeah. Um, what you know? So okay, so you see that, and then you do a poster. Was it like a band you knew? Was it someone you knew? Like yeah, it was this uh, little band uh, that was out of Davis because uh, that's where I was. I was living in Davis. I was a melon breeder at the time. A melon breeder. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds almost as dirty as the process <laughs> is involved in it. Just is like breeding cousins and uh, yeah, self pollination. How do you get one melon to like another melon? 
I don't know. They cantaloupe. Did they? (laughs) (laughs) Melon jokes. Uh, A step below a dad joke. A melon joke. Boy, I set you up for that. I know. I I was. I was. It makes me so happy because I've been like (laughs) I've had that one in my pocket for about a year now, and I'm just like someday it's gonna happen, and and now it's 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 been recorded for posterity or or lack thereof. Wow. That is amazing. All right, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We made it to the good joke. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was working as a melon breeder, which is really weird. And uh, um, uh, there's this band in Davis called the Souterrain, um, which means underground in French. And these guys... Souterrain. Yeah. Uh, female lead singer, uh, bassist, uh, and, like, a guitarist, and... They they had some like almost like kind of Tom Waits esque sounds, but like female based and like super slinky and good. You and know. Did you see them live first? Yeah, I saw them live, um, and I was kind of uh, so in Davis. I'm I was really well known um, because I did so many. Uh, like paintings that are on permanent display there, and murals, and like then I worked in like. A whole bunch of restaurants and people knew me um so like i kind of was in the area and we saw these guys play and are like wow like these guys are great and so uh i actually <laughs> i i nerded out a little too high. i'm surprised they like accepted the me risk. yeah yeah because i was like come out over for dinner i'll cook you guys <laughs> dinner you know uh you know because like i was I just waiting to cooking you. like yeah come on Let yeah breed your melon yeah yeah it's like come on i'm just a melon breeder <laughs> <laughs> looking for something in the weekend yeah um but uh yeah so like kind of like got to know them and at the time like um i was i was also kind of trying to pursue um uh my own band got um it. and so, so you're playing music as well yeah, playing music and kind of was uh, at this like stage uh, where it was just kind of like okay, like time to like start recruiting actual people to play with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other idea was to make a bunch of cardboard instruments and pre-record the songs sure. without vocals Fake band. and just you know like but like not paint the cardboard you know <laughs> just, and just like people. yeah just like cardboard and like some like black lines with like paint marker or like, like sharpie. There's like some that's a deep thing right there yeah. somehow. <laughs> you must have been in a weird state like oh how yeah, do I no, feel about yeah. the people I'm playing with and the music I'm making and. Uh-huh. Well, it was, it was just a weird thing because, like, I had, like, recorded these albums just mm-hmm. by, like, creating, like, yeah. sounds and samples and, like, doing things. And, like, I was like, how the hell do I play this? Right. You know, like, right. there's no – so I got to this point where I was like, okay, we're going to make, a, a, a like, a player-based album rather than, like, a composer-like version. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. So, like, picked up the guitar, all guitar songs, kind of, like, bluegrass punky, you know, kind of, like, Northern California feel. Sure. And uh, – yeah, it's uh, so I was trying to find them, and these guys luckily let me um, do a poster for them, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was all right. I was I, gonna say, I, yeah. Since we're talking about perseverance, was it like, were you happy with it? Like, did you I, feel? I, I mean, at the time, I was super happy with it. For yeah. but I go through this weird thing where I complete something and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, this is the best. And then the next day, like, I'm just like, oh god. Interesting. Which is also another reason why posters work out so well for me, because mm. usually it's completed and then it's like sent off, mm. and then you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's for a date, you yeah. know. Like I can work on a piece for forever. Sure. So this the, almost like the 
the due date of the poster stops yeah. me from doing that. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, here you go. You got to keep going. I mean, it's always about a deadline at mm-hmm. some point. You got to yeah. set one. It's totally. like the difference between me sitting in this room writing and recording or me saying, I'm going to go to Tiny Telephone for four days. Those are twist-offs, by the way. Oh, they... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get pissed off. I do better work with a deadline. And at, at first, I think it sucks. And then years later, because I can say that now, nope. years later, I'm more... Yeah, you got a little more. Years later, I'm more forgiving of it. And I'm like, okay, actually, this deadline actually helped. It's way mm-hmm. better than I thought it was. Oh, totally. So yeah. I get that, too. What was that Picasso's uh, quote? Um, I wish that it were I had enough money so I could buy back all of my work to put my foot through it. Interesting. That's yeah. a great quote. Yeah. He's a he's an interesting man. Yeah. Very passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies loved him. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no? Oh, God. Well, womanizer to, like, no end. Like, Why don't we he, say he's a real Picasso versus he's a Romeo? Hey, he's a real Romeo. Yeah, Romeo really wasn't that fucked, like, kind of a jerk, like a... He was a little bit of pansy. Is that a legal word to still say? Uh, yeah. Like no, Romeo totally. and Juliet, you read that story, I'm all about her. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? You can do better than this guy. It, He's kind of a punk. Well, she really had to, like, if you think about, like, everything, like, to, like, be female and be like, well, I'm going to go, guess, like, I'm going to go go against this. Mm-hmm. You know? Like. Would, I wonder if she's considered a feminist character. I had a feminist class in college. We didn't talk about it. I don't know. I don't she think she passes family, the, the, the Dashamel chess right, test. Right. What is it? There's like three factors. Yeah. It, like a woman has to talk with a woman about something other than a man. Got it. And I don't think that's passed. I don't think that happens. Yeah. Is that you or oh, me? That's you. Shit. Why am I getting a call? I forgot to You're turn a popular off. guy. forgot to turn off my ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, you make this poster. Mm-hmm. Let's let's fast forward because we're talking about perseverance. One of the things that keeps coming up in these podcasts is the space in which you do your work. And <laughs> space. space. That's, uh, that's an interesting way of describing it. So, I, <laughs> uh, I, I, of course, when someone sees uh, any piece of art, they can have any number of reactions. I often wonder the physical space in which the art was created. Like, right. when I hear a great album, I'm like, was it a big room? Was there a tape machine? Or was you know? this recorded in an was escalator? to someone's like computer? Elevator. I think about that shit. I know a lot yeah, of people totally. don't. But when I think about your posters, like, honestly, the first time I saw your stuff, I did envision, like, a big room uh-huh. with you, like, sketching things out on the wall and, like... <laughs> and then you, like, sent me this video of you making a poster yeah. in, in Photoshop. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, like mm-hmm. mind blown a little bit. Like, so that's like, I'm curious your idea of space and art and like, where do you, where do you make your art? First of all. So I have a studio in my apartment. Um, that's basically where a normal person would put their washer and dryer. Okay. So I, I basically have this space and, um, it's where all of my art supplies go. Um, and, uh, so all my art supplies are there and there's a desk and, um, a light above it that I put in a nice shop light with like pure white light. And, uh, on this desk, well, everything has to be completely modular, uh, for my life. Like, because I'm, I'm so fascinated by things and Mm. like all of life really excites me. So I, I do posters, but I also, um, I carve wooden hipsters 
out of wood. I just whittle them out and then like paint them like uh, the Mexican Oaxican figures, sure. you know, with the, like the jaguars with yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the patterning. Yeah. Like they just remind me of hipsters. So like all of a sudden I'm just like got to carve hipsters. <laughs> and like then I like do like block prints and like I do paintings and so and I do collage work and all this stuff. So everything basically has to shut down and then like go away. Got it. Um uh, but I also have to have the ability to like retain space with the mess too. Sure. So it's a weird thing, but uh, it's it's a really small room. I think it's. Um, how wide do you think this room is? Uh, this is probably like t- ten by fourteen. Okay. So I'm like in an eight by four room. Is this the room near me? Didn't you have a room near my place? Or am I wrong? Uh, I've got like when we met. Oh, oh no no no! So that's uh, that, that's Becky's place. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I've got my my all my stuff in her garage. Got it. Thank got you it. so much, Becky. By the way, like you're golden. You're a champ. Mm-hmm. Support the arts. Yeah. Directly. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, yeah, so this is where I do like all my art stuff. Got it. And it, it gets cramped for sure. But basically, I've got a Cintiq, which for those of you that don't know, a Cintiq is. Um, uh, it's like a Wacom tablet, so instead of a pad that you draw on with a pen and it registers on the screen, it's a screen. Oh, interesting. And so you just draw directly on it with that same pen and it registers. So oh, it's, cool. it's like you're drawing on paper, except you're actually working in a computer. How's the, uh, how accurate is it? It's pretty accurate, and uh, the the pen itself is velocity sensitive, and you oh, can cool. set that velocity sensitivity to... Uh, respond to either opacity mm-hmm. or um, or like width, sure. Uh, like the the kind of like pixel size of your pen, or both. Um, but so it's it's really an interesting um, uh, medium to work in, and it and it kind of changes. I, I've actually the other day was painting normally and made mm-hmm. a mistake and like went to reach out to hit Control <laughs> Z, which is a really weird feeling. Yeah. I, I felt very uncomfortable with myself. No, I get but. it. I mean, I have this eight track half inch mm-hmm. and I work to that very differently than when I'm working straight to hard drive. It's oh, just yeah. a totally different. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't know how it is for the visual art medium. I, when I don't have something to look at, I think my, I'm a little more creative. Yeah. Like, I think I'm a little more, I'll let myself do shit that may or may not work, mm-hmm. but it feels a little more pure, whereas I can correct mistakes so fast on the hard drive. Like, yeah. oh, there's a kick drum off. Copy. Mm-hmm. Hey. I think that what happens for me is that uh, being able to correct mistakes uh, makes for a clean product, but the danger in that is you run the, the, the risk of creating a sterile product. Sure. Sure. And and what you like really need and like the thing that people's response to the thing that people respond to I find is uh, kind of noise or grit, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of way. That's why like you know like guitar amps aren't on the clean bright all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to totally. you have growl and spit mm-hmm. and grind and like those yeah. things. You, you want know? it. You want it on the edge. Like yeah, a good totally. guitar amp sound to me mm-hmm. is it's it sounds like it yeah. might die at any minute. That's yeah. the best sound. Yeah, and if if you do like a drawing, super perfect, right? It, it looks hyper graphic and can look pretty good, but it also looks like maybe you just like got a like a stock vector downloaded sure. from the internet and just yeah. put it on a poster, and so you're like, eh, that doesn't look right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look good. The the, the Royal Panics uh, recorded 
um, to tape at Tiny Telephone in, God, October or May, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. And there was all this struggle about click track. Do we do we play to a click track? <laughs> and every time we tried to, it sucked. It was just, it didn't work. Yeah. And, you know, we're finishing the record down. I'm listening back to it. I'm like, it's a gem. It's a gem of a little record. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we avoided at all costs yeah. that sort of being being too structured to something. And I think with digital, that ends up just nature of the beast. That's what happens. Yeah. I, I think you kind of lose a, you can, you run the risk of losing a canter. Yeah. To your movement, right. you know, uh, um, which is, is is a danger. That's also why I, when I work digitally, I prefer to draw using the Wacom instead of kind of um, building shapes in other directions, mm-hmm. you know, through um, uh, building pictures by like using Illustrator. Yeah. Which is like just a very clean beast right. on its own nature. Yeah. Um, it just, it kind of, uh, Kind of gets a little bit of that hand in there, you know, the hint of something yeah. else happening. So. Life. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a quick break. Sounds good. All right, we're back. I think we're back. Yeah, we're back. So, you know, the topic is perseverance, and one of the things that uh, Nemo and I haven't discussed is his transition to San Francisco and taking that stuff you learned and bringing it into this scene. What, you know, what has that been like? Um, you haven't been here that long, right? Uh, I'm thinking uh, I'm on my fourth year now. Got it. Yeah. Um, not directly in San Francisco. So I I came uh, to the Bay Area from Mexico. Got it. Um, and uh, so I... <laughs> I uh, basically was, you know, breeding melons and then uh, kind of got frustrated with the food systems and how it worked and didn't want to be a part of it. So I sold off everything I owned and mm. moved to Mexico uh, to film a documentary with a friend. Um, and uh, the the documentary was supposed to be on the Brujas or the witch doctors. Mm-hmm. And she fell in love with a guy in the first town oh, and man. canceled it. And so I was stuck in Mexico. Wow. I didn't know Spanish. Dude, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck it. I'll paint a mural while I'm here before I decide what to do. And then the next day, someone comes up to me and is just like, oh, you got to paint a mural for our store. And then it just went crazy. So, so you're I doing live... a mural yeah. in Mexico. What part of Mexico are we in? We're in a, a small town called San Pancho. Okay. It's next to uh, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Did you learn any Spanish? I mean, you... I had to, man. <laughs> of course you had. You had to eat. <laughs> I did. I, and I didn't eat as much as I should have. I came out pretty skinny. It was uh, it was good. But, um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was great. I really fell in love with the town and all the people there. And so many people helped me. Mm. Um, the peyote was great. Um, <laughs> um, that was a hell of a mural. Yeah. <laughs> so how I long paid. were you there? How long like did this go on? Eight months. Wow. And then I, I made it back. Wow. Yeah. So I made it back, um, and I moved to uh, Oakland. Okay. And I, you know, on a I, whim, did you know somebody? Were you like, I got to try Northern California? Uh, like what? Well, I, I'd gone there a number of times. Uh, there was an old friend out there. Actually, my the friend that I've known the longest. Uh, her name is Marion Sandoval. And, okay. Uh, she's, uh, she's just like the coolest person I've known, and I really love her. And uh, so I just like moved out, and I was like, okay, 
let's go out there and like be close to her and like see um, like how life is in the Bay because I've always enjoyed it when I went to visit her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I took a job at a liquor store in Oakland and uh, that uh, I've, the, the idea was for me that I would work in the liquor store and because I was working at a liquor store, I would go home afterwards and not have to think about it at all. Just like, yeah, punching in, punching out. Yeah, totally. And it's like a, it's, it's just like a, a job that doesn't really take much, right. you know, to like get done. Yeah. Um, Plus you're meeting great people that can't wait to get drunk. Exactly. Live it's, life. Yeah, that's all the people I want to know. <laughs> go live your life. Exactly. Uh, um, but uh, what it turns out is that you're just – Exhausted and yeah. f- and uh, you have no pay, um, and then uh, very shortly afterwards, uh, a woman who would soon become my wife, and not too long after that, become my ex-wife, moved in with me. Story after story. Yeah, well, I'm still he persisted. Yeah, there's so many chapters to this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Are you making art at this point? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm making uh, some really like interesting art. What, you know. what kind? Are you still – is it poster stuff or are you, have you moved into something? No, the posters didn't happen until later Got it. Uh, when I actually moved to San Francisco. But I'm making um, uh, kind of – I'm painting on photos and, and, and in books because it was so taboo. Yeah. You know, and I was just like – you know, like I would buy these – these antique photographs that were fuck them uh, up. Yeah, and they were just you know like someone's precious photographs that they were selling for a lot of money, and I would just like give zero, yeah. zero fucks about it. Yeah, and just you know just paint over it and make it my own thing, make them into a monster, you know, rip yeah. the pages of a book out, yeah. and, you know, and so it was, it was really fun. And then I also did like uh, um, some really interesting um, kind of like paintings that. Uh, uh, Basically, they had uh, – so when it comes to art, the visual art at least, there mm-hmm. are three ways you can represent things, right? Uh, there's the icon, right, which is a, an abstract thing that represents something specific. Um, uh, there is uh, abstraction, which is an abstract thing that represents nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like realism, mm-hmm. right, which is – uh, something that represents something, obviously. Sure. Um, and so if you – like in comics are great at combining all these things. Um, but uh, I basically took that into my paintings. And so I had these like photographs of like Civil War um, like veterans and stuff like that that were like taken and colorized. And then I like did my own like paintings with it and mm-hmm. like these collages and like covered in epoxy and it was like this big thing and I had the big art opening and no one bought anything. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all right. People in came Oakland, up, you did an art yeah, opening in Oakland. Yeah, people came and ate food, so you know. <laughs> so okay, so again, we're talking about perseverance. Yeah. Well, did you? It was an opening and nothing got sold. Nothing got sold. Nothing. Not a not, not a single. Not a not a. Were single, they all big pieces? No postcard. No, I had small affordable pieces there too. Because that's I have a friend that's an artist. He always yeah. does a bunch of little like small versions. Well, you have to have a range. Yeah. Because every like if you make a giant painting that's just glorious, mm-hmm. like people want that painting, but they might not afford, be able to afford it. And mm-hmm. as, especially for someone like me, like coming from like the place that I have. Yeah. Like, I mean. I wanted art when I was young. I still want art. And I still can't afford it, honestly. So it's like this weird thing of like, well, I can buy a T-shirt by the guy. Right. 
you know, right. or like a print, you know, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. And so you've, you've got to have accessibility. So what I do these days is I have these little paintings and they're like maybe like four by six. Yeah. And um, uh, they're, they're already framed and ready to hang. Yeah. And I sell them for 30 bucks. It's great. Yeah. Just like toss or check. Like a concert t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but these are of aliens cussing, which, yeah, yeah. The old cussing aliens. The old cussing That's, aliens. You know what? It's going to be big next year. Oh, man, it's big already. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> People love them. Aliens. Every time I've put them up, they've sold out. So. Have you done any mating melon work? I mean, it seems to play into something you've done before. Um, you know, it might be the next series. Who knows? <laughs> the last series was um, uh, Crystals. Okay. But you know how everybody buys these crystals and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it talks to me. It's yeah. like such good energy. I got one in my pocket. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Everybody buys all these crystals and they're so good to people. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck are the asshole crystals? Yeah. We know they're There's around. There's dick crystals There's out there. There's dick crystals. So I made the dick crystals. <laughs> and so there are these crystals and they have the speech bubbles that said things like, you're not fucking psychic. <laughs> like, this is why you're alone. <laughs> so uh, so wait, I, this is more recent though. Yeah. Totally. All right, I want to yeah, go back sorry. to, you have your first yeah. opening. Yeah. How did you broker that? You met somebody? Like, yeah. What? I, I, I'm, uh, Merriweather Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met them and kind of like had some like, I was really pushing it hard and uh, trying to get it out there. Mm. Um, and uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of euphemisms just stacked no, on itself. No, that's fine. Okay. It's, I get it. Um, but uh, uh, it's because it's true. This is yeah. what you do when you yeah. are starting out and. Yeah, no you just have to, you have to really shit. like put pavement to the floor, and uh, it was it was it was a good thing. Like it was a really nice thing for me, but uh, like it just didn't turn out with anything, mm. and that didn't stop me from making art at all. I mean, perseverance, perseverance for sure. And and you know when it comes to like this is a tip for anybody who works in the arts mm-hmm. or has a passion that isn't yielding monetary, uh, you know. Uh, returns at the time at this time is that uh all this uh, all this stuff all like art in itself is a horse race mm-hmm. and uh the people that bet on it and give you money for it mm-hmm. they're people that don't want to bet on a horse that's going to quit and start working in a coffee shop in a month <laughs> right. and yeah they're yeah. investing they're investors they're investing, they're investing in you for yeah. sure for sure and and that doesn't mean that's like without love right you know for what you're doing right but um you know people when you're kind of like in the real game of like selling yourself people don't want to think that like you're gonna like ditch out in a little bit to like yeah. not make art right so like that's something i've been like just aware of and like I need to make art as a Same. person. It's a compulsion. Yeah, it really is, you know. Like, yeah, I've talked to people older than me uh, mm-hmm. that have been more successful than me as mm-hmm. musicians. And that's the the common theme is just don't stop doing it. Like, don't don't have that moment where you're like, I'm giving up. Because that's then well, you're... Well, I guess that didn't work out for me. Right. Like and you're telling... It didn't. You probably weren't doing it for the right, right reasons. Yeah. You know, it's like I meet people that sometimes like, oh, I used to be a novelist. I'm like... <laughs> what, did you take a course? I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? It's weird. There's like a yeah. It's, I mean, I'm one of those people that believes everyone is creative. I think everyone can be creative. Oh, I don't know that sure, everyone's yeah. an artist. No. I don't know. 
Yeah. No, I, I, the... I, I've, I've written uh, highly offensive poems about this very subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they just basically talk about, like, I, I, uh, so everybody, like, comes up to me at least, like, yeah. like, oh, man, I wish I could do what you, you can do. Yeah. And, Which I think like, is a, it's a compliment, but it's also, like, maybe you need to dig a little deeper. Maybe you need to persevere yeah. a little harder. And I always tell them, like, you totally can. Like, yeah. This is this is a skill set that I've built over a number of years. Yeah. And like, you can learn to draw. Yeah. You know, you might be able to be, be able to make the art that I do because mm-hmm. it's it's basically like, you know, my lens mm-hmm. that I'm kind of interpreting things through. But this takes me back to before we hit record mm-hmm. when we were talking about the idea of suffering. And perseverance, which leads to art versus having, sitting down and saying, I'm just going to be an artist. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how to articulate that very well right now. But, yeah, like the idea, I don't know, you're handed daddy's money versus you invested the first dollar you made shining shoes or something, some bad metaphor yeah, or just in like it, it, I mean, uh, I'm gonna open another spire, yeah, spiked, yeah, yeah, sparkly, yeah. R- whatever this is. Yeah, if you want me to open that for you, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to have a friend who opened things with his eye socket until it went horribly wrong one party. I can't even. Yeah. Okay. That's terrible. Yeah. No, you but never uh, should have done that. I, I I think that the idea that I mean the the, the people that I'm most interested in in any situation, whether it's. Um, uh, you know, someone who cleans houses or uh, someone that, uh, you know, is in a huge international rock band. Yeah. The, the things I want to hear about are not kind of like, oh, yeah, and then I was a rock artist. I want to hear, like, their kind of um, – their path to that. Yeah. You know? The struggle. Yeah, and it's just it's if if you don't have that struggle within yourself, I just don't find it that interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't, and I, I think a lot of people are when you do kind of like just like it. Um, I think that you kind of fall into this idea of it's like a personal fantasy mm. rather than the reality of it. You know, hmm. like people like want to be that rock star, but then when like the struggle kind of comes up, you yeah. know. Like that's They're trying it on. Yeah. It's like a costume. Totally. And then it's a really important part of making that decision. Right. To do those things. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I fantasize about being an artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and like well, I, I make a living doing that's it. That's the bigger it's, thing, yeah. right? Like what is success? Like I talk about yeah. this with people oh, all so the time. Hard. It's like, is success for me, success? Success, and it's maybe because I've been at it a while. Mm-hmm. If I have a show, if I play a show, a live show, yeah. and there's people there, and I perform to the best of my ability in that moment, I am now grateful and satisfied. Yeah. And I wasn't always like that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't. I used to be like, well, shit, there's not enough people here. Or, yeah. you know, shit, <laughs> my like friend said he was coming. He didn't show up. Like, I had all yeah. that, you know, noise in my 20s. And, oh, yeah. like, it's the opposite now. I'm like, yeah. shit, there's a few people here. I'm going to make it worth their hour or 40 yeah. minutes or whatever I have. Totally. And also make it worth my time. Well, you you do make it worth everybody else's time, i got to say. Well, I, I've been to a number sweet. of shows and hot it's very damn. Sweet. <laughs> but you, you owe people something for showing up. 
Yeah. Right. Totally. Like. Yeah. Or like, what if if you don't do it then, then why would they show up the next time too? You know, perseverance. Yeah. It's 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 like, you know, like I'm not gonna put a shitty painting up. Okay, this is something I can talk to you about. Uh-huh. At what point? Okay, you're given an opportunity. Yeah. And and this is a this is big because I'm a I'm a Craigslist addict. Oh God, me I'll too. just say that. Oh, I I, I create like I, I will Craigslist. look at weirdest the weirdest jobs. I'll go on the job <laughs> section of Craigslist and they'll be like man to castrate dogs, and I'll think of the reason why that would work for my life. And it's like there's like 20 minutes into be like yeah, because I get all those like free like dog castrating tools, you know. And then like 20 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to castrate dogs. Like it's just a weird thing within me. It's the Blue Jay effect. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. So here's my thing. <laughs> and I talk about this a lot. It's like there's sometimes uh, money's not everything. We both know no, that. No, yeah. Money is a is an output. It's a it's a we can talk about that for hours. It's a system that we have to get into on some level. But there's some things that I'm willing to do mm-hmm. that have no money involved as an artist, as a musician. Yeah. Where I think to myself, what am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Example, we're playing a uh, uh, a 420 pot festival in Santa Rosa. It's 30 minutes. We're not getting a lot of time at this festival. Yeah. We're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. It's unlimited edibles, which if you've ever done an edible, <laughs> no, you don't really. <laughs> unlimited. That's that's a great. That's you awesome. don't need unlimited edibles. Yeah, that's not like saying unlimited like uh, like like like. I don't know, Fruity Pebbles, you know? Like, that's something. You're like, whoa. There is dude, a I'm finite amount. Yeah, like, that's like, your finite cannabis. amount is like one. Maybe. Like, I, will, I will have I would one, say a quarter of quarter. one to yeah. start. Yeah. If it's free yeah. and someone's handing it to me. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I said to the band, I'm like, look, th- we're not getting, there's no, like, it's going to cost <laughs> us money and time, but we're going to go to a, a 420 cannabis camping festival uh-huh. and play with 10 other bands. And I'm like, hell yeah! Like, that to me was a no-brainer. <laughs> like, the experience alone. Yeah. Um, so I guess where I'm going is, because uh, you have a, a pa- Patreon, is that how you say it? Yeah. Patreon. Yeah, you're a Patreon thing, which mm-hmm. I love. I'm a part of it. Yep. Um, Thank you. We, How do we figure out what value is mm-hmm. in the space of art and in the space of oh, what God. we do? And I know that's a huge fucking question. Do so. you mean for your personal art or just in, in general? How do we value art? Well, in, where in are general? we? So I had uh, my friend Brian Singer was in here a couple weeks ago and we talked about, he said the only value of art is someone decides this is worth that. It is true. Right. It, it is, it's completely true. And I, I, I got in a lot of trouble in college for making the same statement to a bunch of professors actually. But yeah, he's, he's interesting accurate. And like. it's, it, yeah, I don't think, you know, it's like there's there's people that want to quantify everything all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I meet these people and they're artists sometimes. Yeah. They're like, okay, is this, if this, this, and this are met, then this money part doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think the older I get, the more I understand that. Yes. It's like, okay, you don't have to pay me, but do I get free food? <laughs> Yeah, totally, right? <laughs> you know? Am I going to be grumpy before I go yeah, on? like, am I going to be pissed about every... Is there good sound? Yeah. Like, you start... There's shades of uh, compensation, for yes. lack of a better word. And this is why I love Craigslist, because right. you can find dog testicle toys. 
Uh, <laughs> my favorite are I always go through the uh, misconnections. <laughs> well, those are great. Uh, that's yeah, that's Becky's the, favorite. The <laughs> dudes that are like, I need, I, I have a room for you. If oh you'll God, they're meet so creepy. My, if you'll meet the send weird, a recent photo, send a like, photo. What the fuck does that matter? Need to be open minded. Yeah. Oh God, I went to uh, Hawaii uh, a little bit ago, right? And so I'm in Hawaii, and I love the tropics. Like, it's just where I feel comfortable. The air is clean. Like, I'm, I'm like, just natural Nemo. So. Like, totally chill. You know, like, the surf culture is around in the tropics. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, around. And I, that's, like, my favorite culture, even though I don't surf. Right. But um, but you respect and feel. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but I, like, so I'm, like, go on there. I was, like... Well, let's look at Craigslist. What would life be like here, you know? <laughs> so I go on Craigslist and, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking for, like, jobs that would be, like, appropriate for me. Sure. And uh, I find, uh, like, working on a ranch, on a cattle ranch. And I'm like, dude, that's, like, fucking perfect. I'm up from your Wyoming. Alley. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it was way more up my alley than I thought euphemism intended because he was like, <laughs> I'm... I'm looking for a young gay man <laughs> to work on my ranch. Must ride horses nude. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's like, oh, if you could work with your, your shirt on. Like, literally said it. And I was like, wow, this is so intense. And, like, as I, I like, I went through and I read the whole thing. I was like, like, the fantasy in me is like, I could pretend to be gay. <laughs> like... <laughs> but you, you can only pretend so long, yeah, yeah, my no, friend. That's the thought. I was like, okay, let's, 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 like, this is dangerous, weird ground you're going here. So I was like, okay, we're going to continue going. And I continued going. And he had posted like three other times. Like, man, this guy is either like going through everyone on the island sure. or super desperate at this point. Well, it's probably tough to find. That's a That's a tough hole to fill right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, you know you're looking for some fresh ranch dressing in Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but only that's why Craigslist is so amazing. And uh, I have made this. Uh, I've had this conversation with people before. I think Craigslist is still the most relevant uh, website on the internet. It's just there's nothing you can you can form a whole world for yourself. In a matter of hours, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you can find whatever you want, and and money is not necessarily the commodity there. It's not like eBay, right? Yeah, you know, it's not like yeah. Facebook. You're not. This is all anonymous. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I hope it. I hope it never goes away. It will at some point. It always does. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's really a, a wonderful site in so many ways. Yeah, I. I yeah. I've had such like weird experiences because of it, you know. I've met like, a lot of people on it. Like yeah. I've met a lot of people through Craigslist. Yeah. I bet I've met hundreds of people yeah. through Craigslist. If you want to meet a lot of people and be frustrated with the world and like morbidly fascinated, try to buy a bike on Craigslist. Because <laughs> <laughs> when can I meet you? I'm here. Yeah. What? Wait. No. I told you to text no, no. me. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like they have a pristine photo of this like Bianchi, you know, and you're like, oh man, I am totally getting this one. Like, I don't care. I'll pay the extra two hundred bucks. You get there, it's like hand painted. 
like it's got the brush strokes in it and everything. The front brake is like halfway on. Looks like it's been drinking since like eleven. <laughs> you know, it's just oh like, the oh. old drunken front brake. Yeah, and you're like, hey man, I can't pay this much for this. Yeah. and like you start haggling and you're like, I don't even want the bike. Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? He's like, here, man. No, because I take drove here. Not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You like take thirty minutes to drive to like South San Francisco. It's like foggy. And it, and it came up like it started here. It's a San Francisco Did it really? original. Yeah. Oh my god! I never yeah, knew the that. offices. I don't know if they still are. They used to be over on I think in the Lower Hate. I think was where Craigslist was for a long time. That is great. Yeah, man. I've got to go on tour there. I've got to dress up like the worst. Yeah. Like. Um, tourist. Yeah. I mean, like, short shorts, garter belt, like... <laughs> take pictures. Yeah, like, Craigslist. binoculars on me, yeah. you know, and, like, just take pictures yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But, like, not tell them I'm coming. <laughs> just, like, show up in the office and be, like... Do you have an internship? Yeah, just, like, taking photos everywhere. <laughs> and just be like, wow! Maybe I'll hire a friend to be a fake guide. Yeah. You know, to just, like, he'll dress properly and be like, oh, this is our office section. And he'll just make up stupid facts about things totally. as we go Film by it. people. It's like, yeah, this guy actually we got from Craigslist. I was going to say, <laughs> look on Craigslist for that guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I, anytime we travel, mm-hmm. I go on Craigslist in the local area. I'm like, let's see what it's yeah. all about here. Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, it's, it's, so, it's such a great litmus test yeah. for what's going on. Totally. The other great litmus test is going to a local supermarket mm-hmm. and going to their, like, other section where, like, they sell, like, the stuff that's not food. Got it. Because, like, you go to Hawaii and they're, like, flip-flops, shoe repair. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, uh, um, like various, like, cooking no. utensils that you just don't use. Grocery stores are the best, yeah. especially, like, the local, local ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I... It's funny because I still remember when I had a colleague when I lived in New York City and she had moved there from San Francisco mm-hmm. and I was looking for an apartment. This was like 2000. Yeah. And she's like, just look on Craigslist. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, I think they just launched in New York. I remember her saying that to me because she had come from here. <laughs> so weird to think that Craigslist isn't in some places. Yeah. yeah. It was just like this thing. It didn't exist. And then you're like, oh my God, how did the world ever how did people ever find uh, yeah. a naked ranch hand without Craigslist? I know. Like, oh, yeah, this is why we don't read the papers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to wonder. Like, I always have this thing where I'm like, are are people weirder now because of the internet and because of being able to find the other weirdness? Or were they always weird and they just were, you know, trapped in their little box of weirdness alone? Which this goes back to what we originally started talking about, which was when you move around and you're like the odd person out. Yeah. But suddenly you have this thing that helps you connect oh, with yeah. other people like you. Mm-hmm. And where does that go? Like, where does that take us, like, as a culture? If you know there's always someone else out there like you. Yeah, that's a really weird thing about it, even the internet in general. Yeah. You know, in a greater sense. Because, I mean, if you go on Reddit, there's a subreddit for everything. Yeah, I like, can't. Reddit's like, I don't get anything done if I get on Reddit. No, it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem for me. Like, yeah. I have, um, like, I, I have real difficulty kind of, because <laughs> there's a sub-site called Raddit, R-A-D-D dot I-T. Okay. And that's that's my plug for them. You owe me. <laughs> but um, basically, it? it takes all the videos from Reddit and it puts them like a television show. No way. Yeah, top down. 
So you just watch hours. the videos, hours, hours, and you just get sucked in. You're not going to stop. Because you're like, eh, I got five minutes. I can watch this one. And then Four it's hours. like, oh, 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 yeah, it's next thing you know. Like, you know, you forgot to pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. You're rotting away. Uh-huh. It's horrible. It's really bad. Right. I, I do have control issues that, like, I have to set. Right. Like. Are you a timer guy? I use timers all the time. No, I use I timers. Don't. It's all about timers. Time doesn't exist for Nemo. Uh-oh. Time and dates. That's tough. It really is. I have found that out about you. Uh-huh. You yeah. are a little tough. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> even today, I'm like, hey, you going to make it today? And yeah. then, like, it was like 4 o'clock. You're like, yeah, that works. Yeah. I was like, I think we planned this. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Um, but I, I've noticed this about myself. Like, mm-hmm. it, when I was younger, I used to think everybody thought like me. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there was a weird point. Um, where I was kind of like, oh, I have difficulty with this. And there was a weirder point when I realized that um, – so I was talking with a friend and I was like, oh, you know how like when you're talking with people and they're talking and they're talking with you about something you're listening. Yep. And uh, then they say something but like then you start thinking about something else and then you hear like three words of their sentence and you're just like have to recreate the sentence. The float. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're like, No. <laughs> I didn't like, say any what? of that. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Yeah, so it, it yeah, so it, like I have trouble paying attention in concentration. General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD yeah. some years ago, and um, I've just done my best to manage it. And I think, yeah, I think actually acknowledging it mm-hmm. was the like once I acknowledged oh, yeah. it and I read so much about it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it all makes sense now. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. To like read the, the yeah. ADHD stuff and it should be like, yeah, because I looked at it because um, like when they said, oh, no, mm-hmm. like that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. I, my I read my girlfriend and I both yeah. have it. And it, it sometimes it's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> like we just have these moments where we're in the middle of a conversation. And I'm uh, like, what were you saying? And she's like, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's literally like, how was your day? What's uh, let's grab a drink? What's on the? What's yeah. there? What you know? It's just and it's no easier with all these fucking notifications. I have most of my notifications. It's so distracting. Off. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's really intense. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a new world we live in. It is. Yeah. I'm um, I'm a big fan of of mindfulness. I've been working on the mindful space, yeah. which is just. Like, to the point where I'll just sometimes, like, sit. And, like, I'm going to feel the balls of my feet right now. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you ended that with of my feet. I'm going to feel my balls. Right oh, don't now. worry. I do that as I much that as any too. other yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have, there's stories. There's stories of feeling balls. Boy, let me tell yeah. you. It's ballsy, really. Craigslist, balls. Yeah. Uh, okay, so perseverance, um, I think the one thing I will say for myself is I'm more content at my age mm-hmm. uh, in just having a body of work oh, yeah. to look at than uh, I thought I would be. Like, I am now in the stage where I'm like, look at all these records I've made. Yeah. Look at all these shows I've played. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, I wasn't always there. And I think that comes back to the fact of just not stopping. Right. Um, now, I I only met you eight months ago, seven months ago, mm-hmm. but you've done a shit ton of posters in that time. Yeah, I've done more than the average um, uh, person does in that time. 
Did yeah. you just turn it on at some point where you're like, I got to just do this? Well, so I was at the, the Boom Boom Room, and at the time, uh, my ex-wife, uh, who is an amazing violinist, uh, and she was uh, in Project Q. I don't know if you know them. Uh, no. They're like a, a funk band where they've got some legendary characters. I think there. it sounds familiar. Yeah. I didn't want to act like I knew what um, it was. Cool. Yeah. They're great. Uh, but uh, she was, so she was playing violin for them, okay. funk violin. Know, okay. Right? Never uh, heard of that, but I'm down. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. Uh, but so she was playing there, and then um, uh, Gold Miner was also playing with them. And that's uh, Adam and Jesse. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening with the band at the moment because I think Jesse moved down south. It might have kind of like morphed into um, uh, Dragland. Okay. But uh, and and Michael and all them. So they were mm-hmm. like these, this like hardcore group, and I knew that I wanted to do gig posters, mm-hmm. and so uh, basically. I was like, oh, check out my work. And uh, Jesse gave me a great opportunity. And he was just, he's like, oh, this guy's got this. Like, mm-hmm. let's do this. And I know from a fact from being an artist that um, artists are people that, like, believe they're artists or are, are artists but maybe don't have the technical ability to kind of carry off what other people are demanding of them. Mm-hmm. Come up to other people all the time. It's like, oh, I'm an artist. Let me do this for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge risk. Yeah. Uh, for the people that are hiring them. Sure. Um, and so my deal uh, with them and with bands for like the next year as I kind of like grew things was um, I will do your first poster for free. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, check me out. See mm-hmm. if it's what you want. I think that's what I offered you too, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, after then, you know, it's it's this much, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, basically I knew at that point that like – if if you bought into that and you were happy with it, mm-hmm. that I was able to create a consistent product for you, mm-hmm. and uh, and they really gave me their start, and then they asked me to um, do a poster for Gold Miner, which actually is coming up. It's a great festival. Um, that oh they yeah, run. you had mentioned that. When is it? Yeah. It's like July or something like that. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I just got the date. Um, let's see if I can look it up in the meantime. Do a uh, plug. We love a good plug. Yeah. Uh, I on mean, the taco cast. This is the one that deserves it too because these guys, they work their ass off mm-hmm. and they don't make any money off this concert, but it is, it is it's simply the best concert I've ever been to. Is it? It's somewhere like away, right? Like it's like out in the middle of nowhere. It's in somewhere. Willits. Yeah. Okay. And this, this, I think it's Willits, but it's in this um, uh, personal property of this guy and it's got a river that runs through it. And so on one side of the river is the stage, and the other side is where everybody camps. That's right. Camps. You told me about this whole thing. Yeah. It sounds amazing. It's it's yeah. it's really great. Uh, I I love it to death. And this year is going to be really awesome because it's it's rained so much that the mm-hmm. the river is going to be and up. River rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt will be there. Yeah. Totally. Wrestling a bear. A river runs through it. We can only hope. You know. <laughs> you know he's got some free time now. He Does he? Have the, is he not doing anything? Well, you know he's divorced now. He's doesn't have the strains of fatherhood holding him down. <laughs> He's persevering, my friend. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Pitt style, BP so, style. I can't find the date, but I, I think Gold it's, Miner. Look it up. Yeah, people. Gold Miner Festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. Um, I, I'll, I'll get. I'll send you a link to it so you can kind of like send post it on the thing. Uh, <laughs> 
I actually I have that alarm because I like to sing along to things. So the alarm goes off and I'm just like, here I am on my bed. <laughs> Time to get up. I should be working, but I'm not. <laughs> You're like George Thorogood. Do you know who George Thorogood is? I, I know the he name. He's like an 80s yeah. drunk rocker. He was yeah, big totally. in Western Pennsylvania. He's that like, is really exactly. My mm-hmm. best work is when I'm drunk. <laughs> I, yeah, I swear. It, it, you know, it, paintings are more painterly. I, I kind of get more like real gravel to my voice when I sing. Loosen so, it up. Yeah, it's just like what There's happens? a fine line for me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm no, no. Like, yeah. Good, 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 with, good. Too drunk, too drunk, yeah. too drunk, too drunk. I learned with performances that uh, I can have one whiskey. Mm. Wait, sorry, two whiskeys. <laughs> right. Um, you can have, I can have two whiskeys. I cannot have coffee. Interesting. Too um, jacked up. Uh, what happens because I have a bluegrass roll. So you're like. that? It, it gets too tense and I oh, freeze up and it interrupts the rhythm. Interesting. Which is really hard yeah um and then uh if if i drink more than two whiskeys i forget lyrics mm. even though i wrote worst. the fucking songs worst yeah Same. yeah it's worst. hard it's like it's like oh the only good thing about forgetting your old lyrics is you can make your own up on the spot right yeah totally i never i always forgive myself no one's when gonna I be make like shit that's up. not blackbird <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well you know we're doing this dorks tribute band yeah, on yeah. saturday mm-hmm. and uh just we're doing a doris tribute band called the dorks and by the time you hear this it's over and it was amazing um, <laughs> and I like I had all the lyrics last night thinking I knew all those door songs and I still don't yeah. I'm like I'm gonna have to write them down uh-huh. the bass guy's like just get an iPad I'm like I don't know if I can do that philosophically <laughs> like he's like but you know, I played in a band and the guy had an iPad holder I always with wanted the to lyrics. do a cover band of ACDC called OCDC and the entire set is just us fiddling with our equipment <laughs> <laughs> And like starting songs and be like, no, 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 no. Can we at least just do a like a five minute viral video of that right, or yeah. a two minute viral video of that? That's amazing. Just OCDC. do the thirty minutes and like and like. You ready yet? No, just, I'm just, yeah, just still like, tuning. Yeah, people still won't watch tuning. the whole thing, but it'll it'll still be. Yeah, <laughs> we'll advertise it as like the best thing ever. Yeah, you know. And then like the drummer clicks at the end, and then the dr- singer's like, wait, wait, wait. You did three. No, Not three. <laughs> OCDC. Yeah. Well, Nemo, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, where can people find out about your work? Um, if you guys are interested in my work, you can check me out at unstoppablecreativeforces.com, um, which sounded like a great website at the time when I was making it, but is quite the mouthful now that I have to say it. Um, but yeah, check me out. Uh, there's links to my uh, Patreon page if you want to support me and vicariously um, kind of uh, bands in the Bay Area uh, as well. And there's a bunch of uh, great kind of uh, gifts that you get if you do donate. But yeah, uh, check me out. And if you need anything done or just want to say hi, send me an email. UnstoppableCreativeForces.com. The best in poster making. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) 